Hello, my friends, and welcome. This is Chris, giving you a little New Year update. Got a couple of things for you. I will just extemporaneously give you an update on where I am, and then I will read you a short piece that I cooked up this morning for LinkedIn. Yep, LinkedIn. And then I'm going to go walk the dog. So with falling down and breaking something in my let me back up on that so i took a spill of about a month ago and i came down hard on my wrist so i've had some real challenges with my wrist being sore which has kept me from lifting weights really over the holidays kind of just retrenched a little bit but i've started in on it again and my goal now for this year is to complete this 90 day or whatever it is bodybuilding program and I'm I'm a day in again, started from scratch again. I think the wrist is where I can pick up the weights again. And I'm also walking or running um, almost every day. So I walk at least a mile every day. That's a default for me because I walk the dog. So I walk the dog every day for a mile unless I'm doing more. So some what I've been doing is going out and running like a 5K with the dog two or three times a week and then on the weekends as well. So everything's kind of copacetic. I mean, it's very challenging. I put on a lot of weight, but it's actually good in the sense that when you start these projects, if you start at the bottom, <laughs> it gives you a lot of room to grow, right? So I think it's it's all very, very positive. One of the challenges I have in these sort of set personal goals for the year situations is that I have accomplished so much on the personal side so many times. I've, I've done so many things in in terms of my running and my fitness journey that it's hard for me to find things that are compelling, right? So I almost need to let myself drop down into one of these these lower starting points to let the climbing out be the worthy goal, right? And it doesn't make any sense, but somehow that gives some challenge to it, right? Some doubt of whether or not it can be be accomplished. And I'm not going to say something stupid like, oh, I'm going to run an ultra before the year is over, or I'm going to qualify for Boston. I'm just going to try to get healthy, and see where it takes me, and we'll reset based on that. But first thing I got to do is I got to I got to work on my nutrition because it's not just the weight, right? The weight hurts you in your in your ability to be fit, but it's also just the way it makes you feel, right? If you get shitty nutrition, it impacts you on a lot of levels, not just on the extra weight being carried. So I got to work on the nutrition. But not precipitously, because if you if you go at it too hard, too fast, you're more likely to fail. Um, I know how to do it. I just need to, to ease into it and get it done. And then I'll get that bodybuilding routine, and then I'll get my uh, base building, see if I can get my miles and my intensity up a little bit, a little bit at a time, not get injured, but see uh, see what's there. Because I think I think I can do it. Anyhow, that's what I'm working on for the new year, among a bunch of other other side goals, right? <laughs> of course, I got a million side goals. One of the things I, a couple of tips 
that I heard, which I really liked. I don't know if I'm going to put them in practice or not, but I was looking at this YouTube video from this one young lady who was doing 101 New Year goals. So instead of saying, okay, here's my top three goals or my big hairy goals, she put down 101 little things. So something little like have a tea party with my sister or, you know, brush the dog, whatever it is. So 101 little things that you want to do. Read this one book, right? Instead of read 52 books in a year, do the read this one book. And in that way, at the end of the year, she's able to cross off, you know, 75 of these things she's done. And it's a very positive, positive rolling experience, right? You get the same impact without the stress, and it's easier to accomplish because it's smaller bites. So that's one thing I, I was I found interesting. Another one that I found interesting was to think of it in terms of of months, because one of the challenges I have is that. I try to do too many things at once, and then I get not overwhelmed, but just diffused. My energy gets diffused. And, you know, I have a limit of the number of big projects I can work on. So it, if I try to work on too many things in parallel, it just doesn't – either doesn't get started or doesn't get finished. So I figured one of the ways you get around that is to dedicate a month to a specific goal or a specific area. For example, you could say January is going to be – my financial fitness and planning month. And February is going to be my work inside the house month, right? I'm going to work inside and do those painting projects and install that new sink. But Jan or February is going to be that month, right? And then maybe April is going to be my work in the yard month where I cut down a few trees and stack some wood and do some landscaping, right? Something like that, because that would allow you to focus focus your energy. So I'm going to try that and see if that helps. You know, it's all psychological games. But so I'm going to show you this article that popped into my head this morning. I've been thinking about it a lot recently, especially where the situation I'm in at work. So I kind of wrote it as a Trojan horse for the people I work with to kind of tell them, hey, stop, <laughs> stop worrying about you know, stop stop getting stressed out about the way these these uh, new products are going because it's all part of the process. And but I think it's a uh, it applies to you as well. And I'll and I'll I'll read you the article as is. That's sort of in business speak or more businessy speak because I wrote it and posted it on LinkedIn. But I will also give you my comments afterwards. Okay, cool. So we're gonna read that here. The U-shaped curve, how to use the U-shaped curve to understand and manage successful journeys. And as we move into the new year, I wanted to share a model that can help put challenging projects into perspective. And this model is known as the U-shaped curve. What is the U-shaped curve model? In a nutshell, this model says that for any project or journey, you can break it up into three phases. It will follow three phases. In the first phase, the initial progress will be rapid and great, and there will be much enthusiasm and success. But as you enter the second phase, 
you will encounter challenges that will threaten your ability to move ahead with the project. And finally, in the final phase, the third phase, you will begin to find success again and you will move towards your goal. What are some examples? Well, I'll give you some examples of applications of the U-shaped curve, but then I'll come back and I'll also offer some suggestions on how to work with the U-shaped curve to get to your goals. So the U-shaped curve in personal improvement, we see this all the time in personal improvement projects. A great example, very applicable to the new year, would be the example of a habit. Let's say you want to lose weight or you want to get in shape or you want to stop drinking. How does it usually work? Well, you set a goal. You come up with your daily plan to get you there. For example, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by only eating vegetables and drinking water for 30 days. And what ends up happening? Well, you start off full of enthusiasm. You make it through those first four days. You've lost five of those pounds. And then it gets hard. You lose sight of the goal. Someone offers to buy you pizza and you give up. Or maybe, maybe you stay strong. Maybe you make it through your 30 days. But to do that, you need to get through the challenges. You need to keep yourself focused on the goal. And you'll eventually get through the U-shaped curve. You see the U-shaped curve typically as a metaphor for journeys. And one of the best metaphors for describing the U-shaped curve as a journey is a journey to a distant mountaintop. So that's your goal, this distant mountaintop. And let's imagine we're all on the top of a hill looking across the valley to a mountain, to a mountaintop. And our goal is to conquer that mountain, get to the top. And we start out with a lot of energy and confidence as we march down the hill into the valley. But once we get in the valley, we lose sight of the mountain. We can't see it through the trees and the bushes. We get scratched and torn at. It's dark. We lose direction. But we rally our courage and we use our compass to stay on track and fight through the underbrush. And then finally, just as we're about to give up, just as we have lost hope, we break through the tree line and see the mountain glorious in front of us and begin our climb to the summit. There will be more challenges as we climb, but we can see the top now and we will make it. And that is a parable or a metaphor for a U-shaped curve journey. Another metaphor or parable would be the hero's journey as described by Joseph Campbell in his eponymous book, All you need to do is think about any classic hero story like the Odyssey, and you'll see that U-shaped curve as part of the journey. But what about the U-shaped curve in business? The U-shaped curve is famously applied to startup ventures. Paul Graham, the co-founder of Y Combinator, developed a term for that phase two struggle. It's called the trough of sorrow. And this is the place where the startup fails to acquire enough customers, enough interest, and they struggle to stay alive. Another example is the popular dimensional plots of consultants to track technology, like the Gartner hype cycles. 
which get their name from that first phase of enthusiasm in new technologies. In the business world, it has been demonstrated over and over again that most new products, new ideas, and new developments will go through the U-shaped curve. But, for some reason, most new project curves are planned as a straight line up and to the right. Just look at any startup revenue forecast. And the problem with this is it creates a huge gap in expectations and this cognitive dissonance up and down the management and execution as everyone scrambles to explain the struggles or maybe even starts to look for who to blame. So what can you do about it? How do you use it to your advantage? Well, number one, understand the dynamic of the U-shaped curve. Just having the cognitive model of the U-shaped curve will help you deal with struggles when you're in the trough. Simply being able to say, hey, we're in the trough, can help refocus your energy. Understanding the model can keep you and your team from spiraling into that, the sky is falling and all hope is lost. It is, in fact, a fantastic leadership opportunity. As a leader, you can assure everyone that this is a normal part of the process and refocus them on the goal. Number two, persistence is the key. And there's no mystery here. The only way through the hard parts is to put your shoulder to the wheel and keep pushing. This is easy to say, but it's a challenge in practice. Because the trough of despair is called that for a reason. The most difficult thing about it is that it crushes you emotionally and leaves you without the emotional energy to fight back. So once more, you can see this as a leadership opportunity. If you can be the one that shows up with sincere, positive energy in the midst of dire circumstance, you will raise your team. Persistence is required, but inspiration is the fuel. Think of Winston Churchill and the Darkest Hour. And number three, eye on the prize. One of the big reasons people lose direction when they enter the trough is that they lose sight of the goal, meaning the goal no longer has the positive, attractive energy to power the team forward. As a leader, you have to pound that nail. You need to remind the team why you're doing this and how great that mountaintop will be. The goal is your true north compass when you're in the trough. And if it isn't, then you need to reassess your goals. So in summary... The truth is that most projects we will be involved in this year will be subject to the U-shaped curve. To successfully achieve your goals, whether personal or professional, you will need to navigate that curve. You will find yourself in times of challenge and troubles, and understanding the dynamic of the U-shaped curve will help give you the confidence to stay focused and power through. Because, my friends, it's okay if it's hard. The hard is what makes it worthwhile. Lean into the struggle and make friends with it as a celebration of leadership. Now, that's the end of this article, but I'll talk to you some more about how does this apply to your, you know, your athletic journey, your fitness journey. And the fitness journey is the perfect example of this, right? If you're training for a race... There is this point, and what I call it is the dark place in my writings and in my books. I call it the dark place. 
there's this place where you just are so burnt out and lost and the training is so hard that it just consumes you if you're doing it right. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what level of an athlete you are, you will find this place. You know, it's typically a couple of months out from your event where it's just too hard and you and you're and you're starting to miss workouts, you're starting to not want to do it. It gets hard. And my tip for you to get through those is the same, right? Understand that it's going to happen. You will get to the dark place in the U-shaped curve. And part of it is just showing up, do the workout. And that's why you need a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you won't, there's no way you'll get through it. You got to have a structured plan. You have to know, here's what I need to do today. And that's what you focus on. Just narrow it down to, here's the workout I need to do today. And that's your goal. Your goal is not the event. It's to get through today, one day at a time. And again, the second thing I would recommend in that helps you get through these situations in your training is support. If you can get a coach, a coach is great because you're in no emotional state at that point to make decisions for yourself. So you need a coach to be able to say, A, stop being a pussy and push through, or B, it looks like you're overtrained. Why don't we take, take a couple of light days? And you're not in a position to make that decision because you're not thinking rationally, but your coach will. Uh, same is true. You have to be a little bit more careful, but any kind of support group where you're a member of a club or a member of a support group can, can do the same thing. So that's uh, my additional around this. You know, expect it to get hard. Expect it to get awful. And with that expectation, you can have, you can put in place strategies to get through that hard bit to get to the third phase of the curve, which is that that celebration of the mountaintop. All right, folks, you guys have a great 2023.